I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. The book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 is where our thought, or our, I guess, thinking about maybe a title for the message today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening. The blessings of going by the book. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. In the book of Joshua, yeah, we're in the Old Testament and a lot of history here in Joshua, but this verse actually just jumps off the page, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you, as it uh, is to me. Probably a verse you have memorized. By the way, how in the world are you? If you'd ever like to correspond with us, it's as simple as a little keyboard in front of you. Wherever that keyboard is found, whether it be small or large, it's just fom dot org. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. Uh, leave us a message. In the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, all the way down to verse 8. Joshua says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Mild of verse. All right. It talks about the book of the law. We think about God's book, the Bible. And it says, uh, don't you let it depart out of your mouth. It says, meditate on it day and night. And then not only do you read it and meditate on it, but make sure you do. Do according to all that is written therein. And then it gives you a promise. It says, then Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. To prosper and to succeed. Boy, two of the most sought-after things in the entire world, and yet few really have. All right, how do I get it? All right, it has to do with the book. The book of the law here that I have in front of me. But I'm so glad. Not only did God preserve for me, we think about the book of the law, the Old Testament, Genesis through all the way to Malachi. All but as I flip past Malachi, I find a portion in my Bible called the New Testament. First four books, the life of Christ. Afterwards, the book of Acts, the early life of the church. And then the epistles of Paul all the way down to John in the book of Revelation. So now not only have the book of the law, but I also have the book of grace. Always God dealt with his people under law. And then how God basically dealt with the Gentiles under grace. And there is a blessing in going by this book. Now, I believe, uh, I'll be honest with you, I believe this is the book of God. It's the believer's manual of operation, of maintenance, 
of repair. Might have just put it this way, the complete owner's manual. And I'm glad that I found it years ago. I had great respect for the Bible, but I never was a part of those who read and studied the Bible. As far as the owner's manual is concerned, when I began to read this book, uh, it began to tell me everything about myself, about my condition. Uh, it described me as being a damaged model, so to speak. What is it, Romans chapter 5 and verse 12? Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Wow, you know, all oh, that kind of hurt my pride a little bit. My mama used to say, Wayne, you're a good boy. Well, thank you, ma'am. You're trying to do right. Thank you, ma'am. And I read the Bible, and I find the Bible told, calls me a sinner. And not only just a sinner, but a great sinner. A damaged model. But this book also gives me some help. Uh, let's see, how would I put it? The world would say something like this. This damaged model needs to be reconditioned. But uh, God even did something better than that. Uh, he provided redemption for me. Oh, a redemption. We think about through the death, burial, the resurrection of Christ, redemption, which gave complete justification. So as far as this book is concerned, don't you let it depart out of your mouth. Oh, it tells you about your condition. It'll tell you how are you supposed to operate, you know, now that I'm saved, how am I supposed to operate effectively? All right. Through Christ. Well, it's a little simple verse in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Isn't that something? Oh, Jesus dwells within me in the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he gives me that strength whereby, oh, I can operate effectively every day for the Savior, honor and glorify him. I find this in the book, the blessings of going by the book. Also in this book. I find what's demanded of me as a child of God. Titus chapter 2 and verse 12 talks about how I ought to live. Titus 2.12, let's see. It says something like this as far as living, live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. This book shows me specifically the specific help that I get uh, to maintain this life and to live for God. And it has to do with all the faithfulness of God, not the faithfulness of Wayne Munn. I like Joshua chapter one. I really like verse five here. All right. He said the last part of the verse, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Is that good in the New Testament as well? Oh, old fisherman said, was it first Peter? First Peter chapter, I think it's chapter three. He says something, I know it's chapter five, and it's about verse seven. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Tells me about myself, how I'm supposed to operate effectively, uh, what's demanded of me. Uh, it also shows me the help that I can have as far as repair. As far as this life is concerned, oh, Satan is real. Many a temptation, but if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good? Not only forgiveness, but cleanness. And then the grace of God will be found sufficient for you in any trial. And my life, reading this book, my life ends with my retirement. My retirement? 
Uh, I like David's statement in Psalm chapter 23. Oh, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, for that being true, not the Lord is the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He became my shepherd many, many years ago. It ends by saying, uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and then my retirement, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. The book, the blessings of going by the book, what does it give? It gives prosperity. All right, he said this. He said, so shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Are you a prosperous person? You know, as far as this definition, the world's definition would be to succeed, to flourish, to be strong, to thrive. The opposite of prosper would be prospering would be would be failure. Now the problem is this, as far as prospering is concerned, it's always identified by most, even Christian people, to prosper. It's identified as uh, something material, having as much as I want and doing things that I want to do. Problem with that is it'll never bring satisfaction. It'll leave you empty, disillusioned. Someone said this, and I thought it was real good. I wrote this down. I'm going to read it off here. Uh, to be better off is not better. Now, how about think about that for a minute? It's uh, to be better off is not better because our prospering has to do with blessings most of the time that we would identify as being spiritual blessings. Isn't that what? The writer to the church at Ephesus has said in chapter uh, Ephesians chapter 1, and it's verse 3, it says, Who hath blessed us with spiritual blessings. So, as far as this book is concerned, adhering to this book, going by this book, believing this book, doing this book, it'll cause me to prosper. Now, once again, not necessarily with the circumstances of life giving me material things. It could be things like I can lay my head on the beller, on the pillow at night and have what, uh, what would you call, have peace in my heart in knowing that my sins are forgiven. And if I never wake, I know I'll be in the presence of God. What a thought. Isn't it so good to be saved? Has blessed us with spiritual blessings. What is it, Third John 2? Uh, the writer says, I wish above all things that thy soul prospereth, all right? Prospering on the inside. Otherwise, all the good things we have in life that would identify as being material, they come and they go, and it never brings satisfaction. But all oh, satisfaction comes to the heart of those who read this book, live by this book. And as far as uh, thinking about uh, using this book to help others, what a blessing it is to have uh, prosperity on the inside. But it not only said prosperous, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. All right, I read it. All right, I meditate on it. I do what is written therein. So shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Wow. To prosper? I, I like David's statement. He said, we're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. 
whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, I like that. That's more spiritual. Uh, Psalm 122 and verse 6, uh, they shall prosper that love thee. Just to get to walk with God, uh, you know, prosperity. There's no, there's no amount of material goods that could ever take and compete with that. To walk with God. But success, the tools for success, and prospering by the hand of God, the success would have to come from him. I like Proverbs ten twenty two. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. It's one thing for me to work so hard with my hands to provide the needs for my family in ministry, you know. Uh, it's another thing to get the blessing of the Lord. My friend, that is what makes us rich. I guess the greatest success story that has ever been told is told in this book. And it's told in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it has to do with Jesus Christ. And yet, if you look at his situation, it just looks like he was a complete failure. Uh-huh. He had little and no material possessions. He didn't even own a home. He was rejected by most people, was even hated by some. The religious leaders of his time despised him. Even his friends and those that were closest to him deserted him. He was accused and found guilty of things he didn't do. He was beaten and spit on and cursed and mocked. He suffered terribly and died of the most horrible kinds of death known to man at that time, death on the cross. Measured by the way most of us measure success, it was a failure. But thank God for the death of Christ because in that work, he secured salvation for all men. I'm glad to know all about belief on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I'm glad to be saved. And my friend, that is success. Why? Because we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you have real prosperity? Are you really a successful person in the eyes of God? Stay, stay in the book. Now until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.